In this week's episode of Sunday School Extra Credit, I get the honor and privilege to talk with Nate Yeski. It was so cool to hear his story, and I knew as soon as we were going to start having these conversations that Nate was someone I wanted to get on right off the jump because he is actually kind of still in the midst of this spiritual self-discovery, stepping into this new identity and this new way of relating to the world and to himself and to his family and to his work. And I think that a lot of us are in that place, right? We have varied experiences and some of the guests that we'll be speaking to are really far down the road. They've gotten really comfortable with their idea of modern mysticism. But Nate is one of those cases that it's a little bit of a newer discovery and he's still in that transformational, transmutational, juicy space. And I think that just sharing his story is so encouraging and I got to learn so much about him. Uh, Nate and I had a chance encounter in the store, and from that point forward, he's been a part of my life and Brandon's life and vice versa, and I think you're going to find him very inspiring, very um, conversational, and just very charismatic. He's super intuitive and super psychic, and I think his story is going to relate to you. As, as we were discussing this, I didn't share much about myself, but he kept on you know, pointing to these different points along his timeline, and I've had very similar experiences. And that's sort of what we're up to here is to normalize these experiences and to see that we're not so different necessarily. We've got more in common than we do in difference. So I hope that you really love this episode. I loved having this conversation with Nate. I don't want to give you too much because I feel like his pivot from like one place to another was 180 degrees. And I don't want to tell you exactly what that is right at the top. I want you to listen and grow with the story as he presents it. So without further ado, please hang out with me and Nate Yeski on this episode of Sunday School Extra Credit. I want to sort of let this be a slow burn so that people can really sort of get the breath of your story. But I did want to start with, um, I pulled tarot cards this morning about (sighs) our conversation. Let's okay. I was literally hoping that was gonna happen, so I am so happy right now. You have no yeah. idea. Let's go. Let's go. I love, I love how, it. I, this is like between Nate and I. I feel like I do these things and I feel like they're independent, but then it's always like I felt like there was like a cosmic nudge from Nate. <laughs> it's like, yo, I was hoping you would do it. One million percent. One million percent. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go into like my whole reading per se because I would like to see yeah. how it unfolds in the conversation, but we pulled the King of Wands. We pulled the justice card and then we pulled the page of wands. Mm. And I will say it's interesting from what I know about you and we'll get more into the conversation that you are really coming to terms with balancing your king of wands and your page of wands and sort of like Mm. going dipping in and out or trying to figure out like what those identities even mean for you in a way that's really meaningful. So I'm not going to give away how or why or whatever, but I was really impressed with, of course, the cards (laughs) are always so accurate. I'm like, that's so right on. Cards cards don't lie, man. (laughs) Yeah, they don't. They don't. They don't. Well, with all of our guests, I want to start with the very beginning. So let's just like get back to the basics. You know, where were you born? What was your family like life? life like when you were a little kid like what's nate circa i don't even know how old you are but like probably 90s sometime yeah there it is there it is Uh, no so yeah um first off thanks for having me on this is just so much fun but yeah we'll we'll jump right in um so yeah uh growing up i was kind of that um that little so my family used to call me like the chosen one like I was Ooh, always this no pressure. Sp- no pressure. Uh, I was always just this little ball of light walking around loving people. I mean, I, I remember being five years old and literally my mom had uh, sold Mary Kay at our home and she would literally have, you know, th- these women come in, she's doing, you know, beautification, doing all this cool stuff. And I, as a five-year-old, I'd walk up and I would just be glowing and I'd be in my little PJs and I'd be like, Hey, I'm like, uh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I would ask them, like, are you happy? Like, just random. And my mom would be like, babe, just, you know, chill out. <laughs> and the craziest part, though, Kelly, is like, the people would actually, like, start talking to me. Like, at five years mm-hmm. old, they'd be like, oh, I actually. And they'd start catching themselves, like, I'm talking to a five-year-old. Like, what's happening here, you know? <laughs> and so this kind of kind of progressed. Our family's very, uh, I guess, it was very spiritual, like, super connected to, like, 
nature vibes and different things of just just kind of the the universal god so to speak and then i guess we were called priesters we would go to we we were christians that went to church mm-hmm. on christmas and easter and Long story short, we kind of start there and this just kind of kept going. I mean, I remember being 13 years old and going to a a church retreat even, you know, and I went on there. I had no idea. I just went for the cute girls and the cool (laughs) raft trip, you know, and, um, and I literally remember sitting outside at like, you know, I think I was like 12 or 11 and I just remember looking up and seeing like the trees and the wind was blowing through it. And I had this kind of like crazy mystic experience back when I was like 11 And I just remember such a sense of like, whoa, like there's this creator out there. I don't know who this is, but like I can feel that I'm one with them. And it was like, I was 11 years old back then, you know? Yeah. And so this, this kind of began to kind of percolate, which then turned into, you know, I, uh, long story short, one of the guys, he was, uh, let's say he was real jealous because of some of the girls liked me in the youth group kind of thing. And uh, let's say he, he talked some crap and, and, and confronted <laughs> me one night because I was hanging out with the wild crowd, you know, I was hanging. The we wild crowd of the, ch- of the church people? Like, no, like, out, oh, like I was, I was oh, with the other kids that they thought were it. like the outsiders, the bad got kids, it, it. you know, and I was just like, they're just so much fun. Like, I want to be around these people. These are great, you know, and so he calls me out and says, hey, man, like, you're, um, dude, you're like, you're not really a Christian. And like, you're not this and you're not that and you're not being this. And he's like, you know, nobody wants you to come back anymore. Cause you're, and he called me the devil. Like you literally called me the devil Whoa. back then. And I remember that like striking me so hard and he goes, and even the pastor doesn't want, want you around anymore. Whoa. And I just was like, and I made this decision Kelly at that moment. I was just like, yo, I was like, if this is what Christianity is about, I literally put middle fingers up and I was like, screw you, screw you, screw you. Like I'm out. And I even put that kind of towards like that creator God at that moment. So fast forward, I end up going on this crazy journey of sex, drugs, rock and roll is the only way I can tell you what it is. I was in a band open for Fall Out Boy, toured, traveled, did the whole, you know, music entrepreneur kind of cool thing. And what was really funny was um, when I was thinking about this interview, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm seeing all the dots start to connect Mm. is I was like 14 and Godsmack. Do you remember Godsmack yeah, back in the day? I do. 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 Does anybody else? I hope you're listening. Is like, yes, Godsmack. So <laughs> I remember going to like Ozfest and listening to you know, like Slipknot and all these cool band stuff. Anyways, I kept being drawn to this like this guy from Godsmack. And I noticed he had these symbols on his arms. And I was always drawn to it. Well, now I understand like sacred geometry and some crazy cool stuff in there. Well, anyways, I look him up and I'm like 14 maybe. And uh, and he he's into this religion. And it's called, uh, it's called Wicca. And I had no idea what that was. And so I start reading about it, you know, AOL dial up. It's like, you know, it's like comes up and it's like old school page and I start reading it and I go, yo, this is dope. Like they're, they're, they're into nature. Like my dad taught me and like being in the center of the body and like connecting to the elements. And like, I've always been this one who wanted to like shoot fire out of his hands or like control the weather. And like, I've always been that kid. I was obsessed with Halloween. Like, oh my gosh. Like I was that one kid who's just like, Halloween was like my favorite holiday, even over Christmas. And like, but I was always felt kind of weird, you know, or scared to say that or share that. Right. Anyways, I had this moment and I'm like, this is awesome. And all of a sudden I get to the end and it says something, you know, about like, doing a curse and being a witch and I like freaked out all of a sudden I was like I was like oh no I was told not to look at this stuff like I'm such a bad person and even though my soul like in that moment was so excited and so joyful my gut was like this is this is a part of you my head was fighting because of the program even at a young age right there so I let go of that, right? Long story short, uh, we're in the band, fast forward six years, it's getting pretty rough. I'm hitting the bottle way too much, getting, just really losing myself and all that. My best friend ends up getting, uh, you know, saved, I guess, you know, in the, in the Christian church. But it was crazy because he was my smoking buddy partner in crime and he's transformed and I couldn't deny it, he was glowing. Long story short, I end up having my own spiritual experience, still not like claiming a dogma or any of that, but I was just like, there's this creator. I I mean, I remember being in, you know, uh, I remember being in like yards at parties, like just trashed out of my mind. And like that presence would show up with love Mm. and just, Hey, like, come on, like come back to who you are. Uh, And, and I remember really like rejecting and pushing away. And so finally I said, I'm riding a fence, like, um, let's do this. So 
this turns into, uh, let's say my music gifts. Uh, I'm told, you know, Hey, you're the devil again. I got that twice. It was very interesting. Like, Hey man, like you're super prideful. Like you, you shouldn't use your gift of music. You need to become a. Okay. And, and that day again, my head was like, well, I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't know any of this stuff. Like if the mm. spiritual leaders tells me I'm bad, then I must be bad. And I must need to work this stuff out. And so I literally quit music. And this was like what I was known for. I mean, like I was that kid in the city that they're like, he's going to be the one on American Idol. He's the one that has the studio. He's open for all these big bands, da, da, da. I quit it all. And basically in that transformation, I start to have some really cool things happen. Um, but ultimately I was starting to lose some little bits and pieces. I didn't know it, but it was because I was afraid of coming off dark or evil or mm -hmm. prideful. So it's a short story. I try to fast forward from that long story. They're like, I'm selling cell phones. And this guy who's the youth pastor goes, Hey man, come to my office. He's like, what are you called to do? And I start bawling. I just feel this crazy presence. And I was like, I'm supposed to help teenagers find their divine purpose. And I'm like bawling and he slides keys across the table and he goes, you're the new youth pastor. I said, youth, what? Like, mm. what? Like, are you sure? Like I'm, I'm dirty. I got problems. I'm prideful. These guys told me I'm pretty jacked up. Are you sure? And he goes, we know you're, we know you're the guy. And I'm just like, okay, fast forward, dude. All I'm going to say is we start blowing it up. Kids are just experiencing freedom and family and love. Um, supernatural stuff starts happening. Like kids getting out of like crutches and like broken bones healing, like ears getting healed. Like supernatural stuff has always been a part of the DNA. And all of a sudden I find myself flying out with a child fast forward many years like you know seven years in the making end up having a kiddo my wife and i we moved to atlanta georgia and this is where i'll just say the short story is that we worked this incredible church overnight went to this thirteen thousand person organization but i'll just say over three years i lost my soul i completely mm. i was working 70 hour 80 hour weeks i wasn't seeing my kids every single night there was something taking me away from just being with my family yeah. and uh insert breakdown um i start getting told that i'm too ghetto and too this and too that and too wild and too imaginative and all this stuff so i started having panic attacks actually anxiety attacks come into my life at this point and the whole time i'm preaching heaven and hell uh <laughs> But like my soul doesn't feel it. It's like, yeah, like hell, like really. And I, but my head was like, no, like get back in alignment. Like you're getting, you're going back to that bad little boy who wanted to be in nature and do all those crazy things. That's new age, and that's not, you know, that's not this way. And uh, I come to a burnout completely. And long story short, I hear that little whisper. Little whisper says, go to YouTube, type in time management of all things. I'm like, okay, I'm a creative. This is not going to go well. And um, insert Tony Robbins. Uh, wait, let's pause. Let's pause at pause Tony it. Robbins. Go ahead, do it, <laughs> okay, do it. Because we went through until until kind of recently, but I still want to go back. Can we like we rewind? Will. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Go, I'm, I'm such no, a, yeah, I'll go all the, the whole story. My bad, yes, let's go yeah, back. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're totally fine. But I want to think about like little Nate when you were saying, you know, five years old, you were this glowing, glistening little guy that was just really sounds like wants to connect with people and wants to help people. Yes. Um, and it seems like you've got that positive reinforcement at that time too, when people are kind of like into totally. it. Right. So totally. that's super, that's super positive. But I'm curious, like when you found this connection to spirit, like you were saying, I think you were, yeah. maybe you said you were at camp, like what yeah. was that communication? Like, like, was there a relay at that time? Like, did you feel mm. it was like a push and pull or was it an internal thing or an external thing? What was that like? Oh, that's so good. Um, I mean, I can, I can go there right now. It's like, I'm sitting on this bench. We were told to take a book. Like, I had no idea what was going on. I was literally there for the rafting and the cute girls. And so like, I was like, what's happened? They're like, go outside and like, talk to God. Mm. And I was like, who the heck? Like, I, I knew very little at this point. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay. So I sat there, I read one of the questions. I was like, I'm not feeling this. So I just <laughs> said, all right. I was like, God, or whoever you are, creator, like, would you speak to me and just show me some way that like, you're really real. And I could cry right now. It mm. was um, oh, so beautiful because it was so pure nothing had tainted that at that point it was just 
absolutely the most raw, pure form of a creator touching down with its creation and this interconnection. And I remember literally looking up and it's so full circle, but I remember looking up and just being surrounded by trees. Now, I didn't get it back then, but now I understand in my 30s, understanding like why that was so powerful to me. But I literally remember the sunlight coming through the trees and the wind was blowing in this such a way, but I felt like I was in this like little vortex. It was just like me. Nobody else was there. It was just me. And I felt this external, like beautiful pressure, if that makes any sense. And then I felt this just pulsating energy inside of my core that I just, in my heart, I would say in my, in my heart. And I just was like, whoa. And it was just this drop down in inner knowing that this spirit, this creator, this God, whatever it was, loved me. And that I was, I was one with it. And it was, and I look back now and I didn't catch it till recently because I started understanding elementals and why I'm so drawn to the forest and why I'm drawn to trees and plants. We have like, you know, a million plants from Pond City Market, you know, all over our house. We just love mm -hmm. it. And I started to realize, ah, back then I intuitively was picking it up that like, I am one as this creator is one with all things. And that's the sense I had in that moment it's in sixth grade or 11 years old or however, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's what that experience was like for me, if that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Were you able to take that experience back to anyone, like a mentor, a father figure, uh, whomever, like at that age, what was that like? Yeah. So like um, the circle we were in was pretty open. So I I had said like, hey, I kind of this cool experience. And they're just like, cool, let's go sing some songs. And I was like, all right, <laughs> no big deal. Like whatever. Um, but no, it was actually right after that. I was actually at uh, this place called Diamond Days with my mom and I were eating and the waitress walked by and she literally did a double take at me. I mean, I'm, I'm 11. You know, I don't think I was like that handsome yet you know what I mean so it wasn't that so she looks back at me <laughs> she's like whoa but she looks at me and she goes whoa and her little words were you're glowing wow and that was my first like bigger like oh something happened to me in that connection divine moment and I just want to say like I didn't pray a prayer yet I didn't like you know do right. a anything. It was just this, I was sitting on a bench and like had this incredible connection and went back to that. So that's kind of how that, that experience, you know, led on. Yeah. And it could be that simple, right? Like, I think we, yes. you know, you're a ritualist. Like we, I am the two, my husband is, we like to like, yes. you know, light candles and the incense and the, you know, whatever. <laughs> just did. And yep. it could be <laughs> as simple as, you know, sitting under a tree and just like opening yourself up to, to whatever's yes. around you. Right. Yes. Which is so interesting. Um, oh, love in, it. in your younger years, as you were sort of like coming of age with this stuff, um, yeah. did you have any like, I mean, you had this, it seems like this guy was a mentor, this pastor that's like plucking you out. Um, were there yeah. other people in your life that were sort of pivotal on this sort of mile markers of your spiritual journey? Oh, Gosh, yes. I mean, so there, there are some painful ones, right? And then I got led to so when I my best friend had kind of had his transformation, I was in the band at the pinnacle of it, literally, we were, it was so cool. We were like 18. And we were open, <laughs> we we're about to open for, for Green Day, man, like it was like the this big deal. Mm. And I quit right before this, because I was so terrified. Yeah, if I continued this path of darkness and pride and music, all that. And right there, when I got, you know, I gave my life to God, at, so to speak, in the Christian faith at that moment, um, random, this old lady with a few other old ladies invites me and a couple of teenagers over to this house thing. And they said, it's a prayer meeting. And I was like, I'm down, like anything spiritual. I was just so like, yes, like, let's go. I don't care what it is. Like I'm in. And I loved that. Anyways, we get in and there's these two guys standing there. And like the dude is this, like these blue gray eyes like a hawk and he's just like staring into my soul and I'm like what's about to happen and I didn't know until now but like I was so sensitive like to the energy of the room yeah. that's probably why I was so good on a microphone and in a band I could feel the yeah. energy of people and rock and roll with all that kind of stuff and anyways so he says hi um my name is da 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 and we we basically tonight we're we're actually we're going to do a prophecy session and we're going to prophesy over people. I was like, prophet what? Like, I don't even know what's going on. They call I don't me know up. what that means. Tell me what that is. <laughs> so it's basically like they're going to channel. So the, the kind of uh, um, spiritual non-religious version would say like, they're just going to channel what they hear from spirit and then speak okay. it over someone. Got it. 
And so I was like, cool. So I'm like watching these people go up that I know getting their mail is being read in front of them and they're just bawling and having these moments. I was like, mm, this is rigged. Like I'm super skeptical, but I was like, but I, I can feel this is real. He calls me up and he just goes in and I just feel like I am laid bare. And he's like, you're the Pied Piper. You're the da da da. And he starts saying things. He's like, this happened in your past. This is going to happen in your future. And I just start like tearing up, trying to hold it all back. And I said, what is this? I just went over to him like, what is happening right now? And he's like, oh, this is called the gift of prophecy. It's a spiritual gift. He's like, are you interested? Like, is that something you're, you know, I was like, hell yeah. Like, teach me, man. So I end up turning into this like rock and roll, sex, drugs, and rock and roll kid. I flip into this like school of prophets. Like these guys, like they go to like these conferences and they're like, yeah, you're the young kid who can come with us. Before I know it, they're like, hey, Nate, go ahead. I'm like, go ahead what? And they're like, uh, say what you said. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, listen and share what you see. And before I knew it, they started training me in and I was going, oh, like I see this, I see that. And I would mm. say it over to these people and I would open, I remember the one time I was at this camp and it was a big old room and they're like, close your eyes. They're like, all right, what do you see? And I was just like, well, nobody's talking. I'm seeing a bunch of stuff in my, my head. So I just said, I see this girl that I go to school with, her name's da da da. And I see you and there's this like stuff floating around you, but there's like this sadness. And I just shut up. And all of a sudden, like, there's silence for three minutes. I'm like, oh, I did something wrong. I just know it. <laughs> and they said, everybody opened their eyes. And the kid, there's the kid at the front bawling. And they didn't tell us. They said, oh, this is the kid you're praying for. You're going to get messages for this kid. Come oh, I see. And goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. It was nuts. He goes, <laughs> how did you know that? Like, calls me out in front of, like, 50 kids. Like, how did you know that? I was like, no, what? And they're like, raise my best friend. How did you even know that? She doesn't go to camp. She doesn't go to church. She didn't do none of this stuff. And I just was like, what the hell just happened, mm -hmm. right? So this kind of continued. And so whether it was that mentor there and it kind of kept going and I started using that gift until one day, moved to Atlanta, big church, 13,000 people. And I'll just give the short stories that I got a lot of impressions that I came into meetings as this like kind of spiritual intuitive who would share what I felt like the divine was saying. And it was really like kind of frowned upon to do that in this new mm. ecosystem. It was like, we don't need that. We have the Bible, like we believe in that, but like, we don't need that right now. And in that moment, that leader who said that over me, I took that as I'm doing it again. Mm. I'm being wrong. I'm doing something evil. I'm, I'm I, and, and said, remember Nate, you know, feelings are fickle. And I remember, oh my gosh, Kelly, that crushed me. Cause I was like, mm. so I started doubting everything mm. for too long. I fell apart and I lost myself. I literally had kids come up to me. They're like, you changed your hair. You talk different. You dress different. Like you're not the guy that we first saw come in the door. Yeah. And I, I blamed it on being more mature, but the truth was, is that it was the dogma of those like rules and the judgment of people that I put as gods and on pedestals in front of me. And I lost my soul at that moment. And yeah, oh, it was an intense moment. Very intense. Well, the, the good thing is that yeah. you had a contact point, even if it was like from 20 years before. <laughs> totally. Right? You know totally. what I mean? Sometimes yes. those like flash back. It's like, oh wait, but I remember oh, what so it feels right. like to be, you know, connected and, and in yes. myself and believing in myself. Um, you know, you say that you lost your soul at that moment. So I'm wondering how you would define the era of the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like, what was your soul doing then? <laughs> and I'm not, no judgment, oh, but like, no, how, did, how so, is that in contrast to like the little kid in sixth grade under the tree, like so connected? Like, were you feeling like in some sort of alignment in that Yo, that's so persona. cool. That is so cool that you said, because now in thirties, I realize now that sex, drugs and rock and roll Nate era was he was at his prime. Like he was mm -hmm. so open. He was like, he was fun and love people. And he was like, let's just jump off of that thing over there. And like, let's do this and let's tour and let's do all this crazy stuff. So no, I mean that sex, drugs and rock and roll that I was told was the bad boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're just naughty little boy. I feel actually in so many ways was actually the unbridled, untamed, wild version of that wild heart that was inside of me. Yeah. And so in alignment with the little boy sitting out there. Cause there was, again, 
it was the freedom to create. It mm. was the, and, and more importantly, he trusted his gut. Yeah. That was, that yeah. was the indication right there is he trusted his gut. He knew, he knew the divine deep down. He knew who he was, even though all that was going on. And yeah. he chose to be a little rebellious about it, the way he went about it and, you know, did a little spray cans on some churches and stuff like that. that <laughs> outside of that, that little rebel there, he was more in alignment with his soul, I think, than anything at that point. In time. Yeah. Yep. That's really yep. interesting. And like, the, <laughs> he doesn't go anywhere, right? Like he's still an aspect that you tap into. Oh, and the, yes. I find like the danger of like naming these things, these identities yes. and then discarding them is they you lose their trouble but you also lose their gifts right yes. and so you'd be pretty yes. boring probably without that part of oh. yourself that's adventurous I, and spontaneous and creative yes. i feel yeah. like he's back you know what i mean like through yeah. my journey of mysticism like i'm jumping ahead but like that's i mean he's back like the best yeah. parts of him you know like that's yeah. that's the exciting part so yeah i so agree with you the integration of the yeah. past because I have I keep you know uh I keep pulling things out that says you know it's the death of the old self the ego yeah. and I keep thinking it's the no it's it was actually just the program parts and it was yeah. releasing the best parts of me to integrate with who I am now and I feel more yeah. like myself than ever before yeah that's awesome <laughs> well I put the hard breaks on the Tony Robbins section of the yeah, interview yeah. just because I, <laughs> I wanted it. to no, like I'm so glad <laughs> I wanted to go back to just get a little bit more of you know pre you know, this era, Nate, but, um, yeah, like for me, uh, Gabby Bernstein, I don't necessarily resonate with her so much now, but like, it was a book that I was okay. given from her and that led to a chain of events that got me to where I needed to go. So mm. was Tony Robbins, like, um, someone that came into your life, like a public figure that kind of set you on a path or did you become <laughs> sort of like a, like a hardcore Tony Robbins. I think he's interesting. He's a Kundalini Yogi too, by the way, like on the down Oh, yes. Low. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the deal with Tony and how is he sort of Look. a pivot point? Oh, you I kind of so... remind me of him. Like you're inspirational Dude. like that. Like you're charismatic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. No, I, I saw this man and I literally was like, who is this guy? Like, I, cause I felt <laughs> like I was watching an older version of myself in a, in a really weird way. I know that could sound prideful, but it's like, that's what it was. I was like, yo, like, is this my like dad? Like, is this the guy that, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I was gonna be like, hey, it's Papa Tony over there. So anyways, long story short, uh, I start to use like his time management stuff and it starts like changing me in such a crazy way. I become like, I unlock this like strategic part of my brain and I start growing our ministry and all this kind of stuff. So I was still a pastor this time, obviously. And um, what I started to notice though, is like, you know, we start growing this thing. Everything's kind of blown up hundreds of leaders. Uh, you know, it's, it was wild. And all of a sudden I find myself at a UPW, which is unleash the power within. Have you gone before? I have no idea what that is. Kelly, you, Brandon Quinn, it's one of his four day events. And all oh, I'm going to yeah. say, believe the hype believe that because I was that guy who was like eh, I've been to a million conferences like and what my work anyways long story short uh we'll just put it this way uh after he walks out the energy in the room is like something I'd never experienced before let's just say I find myself after walking on hot coals yes we did that like walked on <laughs> hot coals totally nice. just like reframing the brain and just like just breaking all this pattern stuff, da, da, da. anyways I find myself in two things number one he says this line and he says, okay, this moment's gonna be very different for many of you. He goes, we're gonna dim the lights now. We're gonna walk you through a visualization technique. And I was like, okay, like, I was like, this is pretty new agey. Cause I was so judgmental back then. I was so, I just did, I was so, everything was against each other for my programming. Sure. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be bad. Like what's gonna happen? And he said this word, he goes, some people might shriek. And I went, what? Like, oh man, I literally was about to get, I was about to run. I was like, oh shit. I was like a devil gonna jump up in my body. This is not good. I knew I shouldn't have gone here. My leaders told me to like, do not go to that thing. Like, like you shouldn't go there. Like, and I was like, I gotta go. I just knew it. So anyways, girl, over the next 20 minutes, he walks us through this crazy visualization. I didn't know what visualization was, except for I'd accidentally done it a couple of times, like praying for people. And long story short, I'm hearing people just like getting free. 
And I'd been in moments like that where I'd experienced people from emotional pain and just like guttle pain releasing. And when he said shriek, I knew he was in something way bigger, way deeper than just like, hey, this is like positive affirmation alone. Sure. No, this was like spirit movement stuff. And this, so we go through this, this is powerful. I'm like sobbing, I'm like, yo, like, what's up? This guy runs to me and he's got the glow in his eyes and his face. And he's like, grab me by the shoulder. And he's like, and he's crying and he's like 23. And he goes, dude, he's like, I found my effing purpose. I saw oh, it, wow. I saw it. And dude, like I have goosebumps right now because it was so real, it was so raw, it was so authentic. It reminded me of the little boy on the picnic table had his divine encounter moment. And I was like, what? And this was the first moment I had, Kelly, that I was like, hold up. He didn't say Jesus. He didn't mm -hmm. say he didn't say Christianity. This is not making sense. This can't be possible. Because in my training and programming as a pastor for over a decade, I was told there's no way it can be God unless its name was Jesus. And so right. I'm like perplexed. I'm blown out. Like, what's happening? Long story short, I have a moment in the back myself later on. And I received my call to coach and I heard the whisper whack when I was in, you know, in sixth grade there on that, uh, on the, on the bench, that same whisper came back, that same feeling came upon me and said, after 10 years, it's time. I said, time for what? And he goes to transition out of being a quote unquote, like four wall church pastor. And you're going to go back to the world that I, that I, that I, I brought you into. Right. And I was just like, what? And he shows me like celebrities and he shows me all these like influencers and these people and people that I've been friends with or people that I love or care about. Anyways, this is your new season. And so right there, that was this cracked me open. And all of a sudden I went, oh, lo and behold, let's just say I got so on fire with the NLP techniques and all this cool stuff. Let's just say uh, it got me in some trouble and we'll, we can pause for just a second if there's any questions. <laughs> well, that's a great cliffhanger. And if we were sponsored, I would probably put some commercial break right there. <laughs> Shop at modernmystic.com. <laughs> I had a question and then it was just like fled my head from that whole situation. That's cool. Oh, well, we can move over. We can move on. What happened? How did you get in trouble? So let's just say... <laughs> Things are popping, right? The ministry's growing. We have like 300 oh, high school kids. Sorry, 100. I do remember oh, go my you question. Got it? Bring yeah, it, My question please. was like, when was this? How I'm trying to get a time frame. Compare, so how long ago Thank was you. this? So this was, uh, let's see here. It would have been three, four, four and a half, five years ago. Five years okay, ago. Okay, cool. I'm just trying to yeah. kind of figure. Where no, we no, no, it's great. Frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I basically went from 11 years old to, you know, somewhere in Atlanta. And I was, you know. <laughs> I was confused. And I my get it. second question is, um, when did you get married along this timeline? Oh, great question. Yeah. So back when we were in, I became a youth pastor. We used to live yeah. in Chicago, uh, just outside of Chicago, Illinois, Rockford, Illinois um, is where we were at. And that was, uh, let's see here. It was 2009. So 10, 10, 09 was when my wife and I got married. Now, crazy thing is she knew me as like the middle schooler who was kind of going right. through it. She knew me as like the boy in the rock band. And that's like, that's where we really met. And during that whole period there, she stuck with me around when I was going through my spiritual transformation. When I became a Pharisee is what I like to say. I was like, not fun. <laughs> I was so mean. I was so judgmental. Like everybody had it wrong. I was that guy. And she still loved me through all of that all the way. Well, till today, obviously, we've been married for 10 years now. Amazing. Wow. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where we got kind of married, right right inside of there. And so she's and been my ride or die through it all. On this journey. Yeah, she's your ride or die. How is she? Is she oh my is her, gosh. Her spiritual journey, is it like parallel to yours or were there times parallel. where Parallel. Really? Par parallel for so much of it until I got into this like head space of not soul and spirit space where I was so dogmatic about everything. I was so judgmental. I said, you can't feel your feelings. Those are, those are demonic in some weird way. I mean, these were the, and I know that's so harsh if you're hearing this right now, if you're listening to this right now, you're like, yo, but it's like, I want to share this because like, that's where I was at. Right. Like 13 years, a you know, professional traveling, you know, speaker and pastor, like this, this was my life. And it wasn't like, uh, you know, I was out in the country somewhere and there's nothing about wrong with that. I'm saying, but I was speaking in front of thousands and that like 10,000 people in a weekend. Like, this is not like I was, you know, just kind of playing around. I was like, no, like this is a, a scale where I was known. Right. So yes, yeah. we married so much, but then there was this middle point. I went so dogmatic 
that I, she, she kept having these doubts about, she's like, really? She's like, you really seriously believe, Nate, that an, an unlimited, unconditional loving God would send their child to hell and burn and torture for eternity. Do you really? And I would be like, shush, like, don't talk like that. Don't speak that. Like you're wrong. The Bible says the Bible says, and that was where we started to have a little bit of a divide spiritually. I wasn't letting her speak. I wasn't letting her feel her emotions. So we'll just say some really painful things happened. We had, we had our first child willow. We were under the assumption Quinn had hyperemesis. So we went through some hell and back, a lot of ER visits. Um, She was completely like pretty much bedridden for a lot of the months. We were told we have hidden sin. And maybe that was why this was happening Uh. to us. We started believing all this stuff about we were such bad kids. And we, we are just, we are so grateful that this good God has a spare dime and change he wants to throw to us. It was, that's how we felt. And it yeah. wasn't, maybe it was true, but that's what we felt. Yeah. So we're like walking side by side, but I can feel her pulling and I'm just, just trying to drag through, right. through this moment. And so, yeah, this dr- brings us up to the, you know, we're doing ministry together. We're at the big church. Now we have our second child. Um, let's just say like, we're working way too many hours and working like 70, 80 hour weeks, just, draining and just disconnecting so hardcore and yeah long story short tony robbins happens boom um i get called in and um let's just say you at get this called time, in to I, to where an office with big people oh, in meetings we'll oh just say got it, that it. Way. in, the, in yeah. your career in my career realm. yeah exactly and uh big organization you know a, a lot like you know a lot of people went to this organization all that kind of stuff and so um good people and we get in the meeting and um let's just say some things went real real down that really just hurt me hard yeah. and in front of my wife and um that was when uh anxiety attacks were introduced into my life it was uh, mm. a really it was a really hard time and all this is stirring and stirring and it's getting worse and worse. My health, I end up seeing a blood specialist and finding out I was, um, I had um, so much cortisol in my blood for such a long period of time that it was eating holes in my cells. Oh. And uh, I had an autoimmune disease that was growing in my body because of the amount of cortisol and bad health, all this, all these things. And she said, you're, uh, you're six months from, uh, or sorry, she's like, you're six years from cancer. I said, what? And she's like, see this autoimmune, this green stuff, this turns into cancer if you don't change now. Why did you do this? And I said, I went to a Tony Robbins thing and he said that I should get a light blood analysis test. And mm. she's like, and then she squared off on me and she said, I know it sounds weird, but um, I'm looking at your blood platelet and I see what happened to you six months ago. Now, when somebody is a like holistic doctor asks you what happened six months ago, and I've been in the kind of, you know, prophecy space or, you know, channeling things and saying things space. I knew in the moment what was happening. And she verified in that moment. She's like, something happened to you six months ago that really destroyed you and hurt you. Well, up to that point, I checked back in the calendar. It was the day I was just telling you about. Oh, wow. To the week, Kelly. There's a Kelly. physiological marker. Physiological marker. Of that trauma. Of the trauma. Interesting. So it closes out, we're in the meeting and I'm hearing this whisper, it's coming again. The five-year-old, you know, you know, the sixth grade year old, you know, Nate, the whisper's coming and I've been shouting it out. I knew it was wanting to speak to me, but I was taught like, hey man, like, let's not, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's just, we know what we got to do. We know what the word says, let's get this. And I sat in that office and the words came out and the whole thing switched. And I said, he's been using new age techniques in our youth services. Mm pastor flips his lid says what he's cussing people out which it was like my dude he was my best friend i told him he was a quit effing around dog like and i got in trouble that that was like a little thing but in that circle it was a big deal and last part she goes yeah and he went to a tony robbins (laughs) conference (laughs) (laughs) and i was like no (laughs) she said it no and i was like what the hell is happening and he goes you went to a what that new age blah 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 new age and you're gonna bring new age techniques and and teach our kids oh no 
Nate, I need to oh, ask you. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I was like, what? And I was like, bro, shit, like, this just went down. And so all of a sudden, he brings it out, and he's like, Nate, are you even called to be here anymore? And that was the moment, without question, without fail, there we go. That was the moment, without fail, the voice came back and said, I've been trying to tell you for nine months since Tony Robbins, it's time to mm. exit and you're not listening. And ready? I went home. We were having our third baby. His name's Stone. So we have Willow, Milo, and Stone. All right. At that point, we had three under the age of three. I mean, that's basically where we're at, we're at there. And we had no landing space, no job coming, no nothing. I talked to Quinn and I said, that's my wife. And I said, all right, God, give me a sign. And it's crazy. I'll just say, I don't know if I want to say, I'll just, I don't care. Look, I asked for a really clear sign. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody out there is like, Hey, I need something to happen really crazy in front ask of me to know sign. that this is like, so I asked yeah. for a sign. I said, no, I didn't let anybody know I'm in my head. And I said, all right, God, you're the God of creation, right? So therefore I look out my back window and there's never birds out here ever. So I'm just going to know, like, you're going to bring a red cardinal right now, right in front of my face. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's just what I need. And that's how crazy I am right now, God. That's literally what I said. And I say, I look around, no birds, because there's never birds in our backyard. And I was like, okay, guess you're not showing up. I guess I'm not quitting my job. I guess I'm just going to go put the suit back on. I'm on the phone with my buddy and he's like, bro, what's up? And I was like, I think I'm either getting fired or I'm quitting or resigning. Something's happening. And I'm looking out the window and I forgot. This is within two minutes of the call. And I, I'm talking like, bro, you wouldn't believe, like, I think this is going down and da, da, da. And Kelly, like, <laughs> sounds crazy, but a freaking, I asked for a red cardinal right in front of my face. A red cardinal flies right in front of my face, not to the left, not to the right, right in front of me. And for me, as crazy as that sounds, I knew internally, I was like, and I said on the phone, I was like, oh, shit, bro this is cool. the cardinal came <laughs> the cardinal just came he goes what next week i asked for a blue jay because i was that crazy he calls me up and kayla i'll just end with this part we'll do some questions about this but like he goes hey bro i know it sounds crazy but i felt like i was supposed to call you he goes bro look at my backyard now he didn't know this i prayed a prayer about transitioning into being a coach in an entertainment so all right cool god i'm gonna see a blue jay somewhere like a giant blue jay it's just gonna be this crazy thing this same dude he goes, hey, bro. He's on video. He goes, hey, man, I just need to show you this. He goes, look, I don't know what this means, but this is, this is God, bro. He's like, I have 14 Blue Jays in my backyard. What is this? He goes, bro, look. And he shows me the camera. I start crying. And I go, oh, my gosh. And I tell him what happened. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, this is a sign from God. I don't know why I'm supposed to send this to you today, but I'm just going to send this to you today. And I, from this day on, he is, he is lovingly called the Birdman, uh, just because oh he's the sign. He is the sign from that part of it. But that was That's my incredible. next step. And we leaped. We leaped into the unknown. Quit the job. That, uh, not even a couple weeks later, transitioned out. I think it was a couple months later, transitioned out. And I became a coach. And that was my beginning journey of a life coach like Tony Robbins. That's where it started. Oh my gosh. That's an incredible story. And I love that you asked for signs. These are things that are not crazy. And I, I had to change my language around it because I would always mm. go to brand and be like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. This is so messed up. And using that kind of language. Right. And I had to switch it to like, um, isn't this interesting? Like this interesting mm. thing happened. Or I need know? that in my life. Yes, <laughs> I'm with that. Yeah, because I think like mystics through the ages have probably been called crazy. And there's just some sort of just thought form that we all carry. Yeah. That, oh, this is and you know, What's crazy is when those things aren't happening, actually. Those are the signs right. that you need to get kind of back in alignment, right. you know? Mm. Um, that's so cool. I, I guess what I'm curious about is how do you, now that you're sort of beyond the religious, um, I don't want to, would you say indoctrination? Is that strong or the religious? I, but but that's what it is. It, it's the dogma part of it, right? The dogma. It's, yeah. It's yeah. the dogma the, side of it. Yeah. The rules, the the man yes. little tweaks inside of the, the system. Yeah. What do you think the value of that experience 
was for you as you reflect today? Like where, mm. where are the gifts in it? Where are the gems? What have you yes. learned from that hardship and those times? Yes. I learned through all of this is that when we allow someone else to be our God, yeah, we lose our soul. We lose ourself. We forget ourselves. We suppress our feelings and ultimately we don't trust ourselves anymore. And that's the part that I came back through is I was like, God, I need a sign again. Like I had back in the day. There's so many little signs that would happen before I kind of had this, this drop a little bit in my spiritual gift and which I understand now is being psychic. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and I look at it now and I go, I needed that supernatural experience. Cause at the end of the day, if I look back in my history and if anybody on this podcast, you're looking back in your, your timeline right now, if you really get down to it, it wasn't the negotiation style of somebody telling you something that you finally were like, okay, like there's the moment. No, it was these experiences that yes. you can't explain. Like yes. you couldn't explain why you felt like there was someone in the room, but there's nobody in the room. Like you couldn't explain why you were seeing words over somebody's head, but you did. You can't explain why you hold a crystal in your hand and you feel power from it. And you're like, what is this? You can't explain. You walk into a place called Modern Mystic Shop and my brain literally felt like it was splitting in two. And I didn't know what was happening because it was actually like my gifts were starting to wake back up. There's so much energy and power in the room. And I was like, wow. And so I would say, trust your gut yeah. because that experience, I said, I'm going to go straight to the astral, to the spirit, to just the outside of the box. And I'm going to say, if you're real again, or if you're there, show me signs, like speak to me again. And that's what happened. That moment anchored me to take the leap of faith as a life coach mm -hmm. to then move forward we go on this rv trip across the country we sell all of our stuff my wife and three kids and we just said let's just like un we called it the great unraveling road trip it was just like mm -hmm. we're unraveling everything like what do we believe now like now that i'm not a pastor like can i drink a beer on a wednesday night during youth service like normally when it's going on is that okay with some tacos like can i do these <laughs> different things i mean that's how that's how program we were Kelly. it was so yeah. crazy no it's so interesting and so <laughs> you can say crazy you're, you're teaching me and so i i found these moments and all of a sudden i would be like what do i believe and and we hit it it was this dark night of the soul and, and the book that really launched it was called uh, falling upward by richard Rohr. And many would say he's this kind of mystical bridge between those who've come from a very, uh, you know, dogmatic, you know, Christian background. Um, and by the way, let me just pause to say, if anybody's listening, it's like, I'm not saying that that background was all horrible. Oh my gosh, I met so many amazing people and incredible things through all of those experiences. And there was a season I wanted to throw it all away, but now I realize if it wasn't, for that Christian upbringing and bits and pieces, the people I navigated through, if it wasn't for spirit uh, teaching me through people that were really, I thought were hurting me, they were actually really there to guide me and, and, and push me on towards the next piece of where I was supposed to go. Yeah. I look at that anxiety attack. If it wasn't for the anxiety attack, if it wasn't for being pushed out, quote unquote, and all this stuff, I wouldn't be where I am now. And long story short, you're in Atlanta, Georgia. We go through the tour. Everything's unraveling. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Who am I? Is God even real anymore? Like we're going through it all, but yet money keeps coming in and different things are happening and we're being provided for by the universe. I meet people on airplanes that say, Hey, uh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm speaking at a conference. And he's like, cool. He's like, me, I'm going to a conference. I said, cool. What Christian conference are you going to in California? Because that's all I knew. And he goes, what? He goes, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into, uh, I'm into Kabbalah. Mm. And I was like, and I literally was like, bro, what the hell is Kabbalah? Like, I've never heard of this joint. So he shows me this diagram and he draws it. And, and this is like a few years, a couple years ago. And I'm on this airplane and he shows it to me and I see it and intuitively my spirit leaps and goes, there's truth to this. And I said, what is this? And he's like, I was like, is this from the Bible? He's like, no, not really, bro. Like, <laughs> and like, kind of go through it. And I'm like, wow, it's interesting. And all it leads up to all these, I could say so many, but I'm gonna keep it short because I know I want to go too long. But I'm at this place called Pont City Market in Atlanta, Georgia. And I keep walking by the store and the store has like freaking crystals all over it and tarot decks. <laughs> Now I'm with my wife and my kids and I'm literally like, guys, guys, move forward, move forward, move forward. Like we, that's, this is some new age stuff. We can't go in there. There's no programming. 
<laughs> and then I looked on the wall and I was like, I saw the tarot decks and I said, Oh Jesus. I was like, we got to get out of here. I don't want a spirit jumping to my kid. Like this is the program Kelly. I was in. It was I crazy. love this story. So it, it was so interesting. And so you ready? So I say one strike, two strike, three strikes. You ready? So first time I pass, I push the kids. I said, Quinn, go, 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 go. And I shoved go them to the toy it. store. Send the kids go to, to the, the toy, toy store. That's it. I was like, go to the toy store, go to the toy store. Let's just push past. But yet my soul and that little internal voice was like, you know, you're supposed to be in there. But I was like, but if I'm, a, I was, a, I was a, at this time, I had transitioned to speaking all over the country and like Canada and stuff as a motivational speaker uh, for churches, for youth still. And so I was like, if I get seen in the store, cause I'm known in Atlanta, like I'd go out to a grocery store and like, Pastor Nate, what's up, man? Like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, if I get caught in this store with some crystals holding the tarot deck, like it's over. Like my, I can't speak anymore. I mean, I hung out, I, I DM'd this guy who was a, and it didn't matter, a celebrity that I wasn't supposed to be talking to apparently from the crew. And I got cut from a, like a, a conference. So I was like, <gasps> they're taking my money now. Like, yo, I can't be caught anywhere around any of these things that deep down, boy who was connected to the universe, connected to nature, loved Halloween, loved Wicca, all this stuff. Grandma was a Buddhist. I was down with it, but then not, you know, all this stuff. I kept walking past the store. And I was like, hmm, and, uh, and I pushed it away. We come back a few weeks later, same thing happens. I go, oh, I wanna go in, I wanna go in. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going in, I'm not going in. Like, this is the devil trying to trick you, bro. Don't go in there, this is what I thought. <laughs> and here it comes, months later, we get off this tour, come back through, and I literally said this. Walk by the store, and I said, Quinn, take the kids into the toy store. <laughs> I'm gonna go check this out. <laughs> and you ready? Like, as if it took every, like, it was like I was breaking a chain off, girl. I stood in front of this amazing shop, glowing with these crystals and tarot decks and all this. And I literally was just like, fuck it. And I pushed my, myself <laughs> in. Mm. And now <laughs> somebody's listening to this, like, did, did my pastor just say fuck on a podcast? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did. And I pushed myself in. I'm not, I'm not a pastor anymore, so it's okay. I pushed myself <laughs> in, Kelly. And where do I go? Energy, because I know energy. I flow over to this part of this wall with all these card decks. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's got a devil on it. That's got some horns on it. That's got a death on it. That's got this. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. But yet something in me was like, stand right here right now. And in walks this really cool chick. She walks in front of me and she goes, hey man, what's up? Now two things hit my mind right at this point. I said, huh, she seems really cool. I'm like, she doesn't seem like she worships Satan or anything. So I think this is okay. I'm gonna keep having this conversation. And she goes, hey, do you got questions, man? And I was like, I looked around over my shoulder, like kind of trying to hide. And I was like, yeah, I got hella questions, girl. I got like, yeah, I don't even know. And I, I said, I don't think I'm supposed to be in here but yet I know I'm supposed to be in here. And she goes, well, she goes, what are you drawn to? I was like, this deck over here. She tells me the history of this deck ends up being called the Smith Rider Waite, right? Tells me the history of the beauty of it. And I hold it in my hand and she's like, you know what? Don't make it about anybody else. Take it home and use it for you. Like between you and your, you know, your, your spirit, your divine, whatever you're connected to. And you don't have to tell anybody about it. Like check the experience for yourself and so i said all right girl like let's go to the register real quick let me buy this thing you know it was like stashing <laughs> something you know so so we buy it and right before i walk out she goes hey by the way i think you need to meet my husband jokingly <laughs> she said he's basically he, he was he's a lot like you former pastor used to do all this travel da 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 everything and and you know he's basically you were the person was joan she's like it's basically a warlock now so you should probably meet him and i was like whoa like and i literally i said fuck it. Number two, I said, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's connect. So I'm freaked out all this stuff. And, but yet I felt this peace internally. And that moment ended up being this amazing magical place called modern mystic shop. And the lady I was talking to obviously was Kelly. And yeah. that is where everything began to change, which was interesting from this That's moment. Super forward. interesting. So What's I'll, even I'll more interesting. I'm, I'm going to yes. cut you off to say for our listeners 
that was in 2019. In 2019, I worked one shift on the floor of the shop. <gasps> That's right. One shift because usually oh, I'm not working snap. on the floor. And someone right. called out sick and no one could work. And so I like ran over there. And so I feel like I was there to meet Nate that day because I'm not Dude. usually working the floor. That's right. You even said that you're like, hey, man, this is a synchronicity, I believe. Like, I don't normally do this, but I felt like I was supposed to come out here right here in this time. Yeah. And that's just, oh, that's so, yeah, you're right. I forgot. That's that so makes it extra special. And I had a <laughs> so special. I had such a feeling because you reminded me so much about of, of Brandon. And like, I, I met Brandon after he worked sort of t- you know, kind of like while he was unraveling the Christian upbringing and his pastor father and youth pastoring, et cetera. Yeah. So I wasn't in like the thick of it, but I could see right. that you were like very aligned, very intuitive and very curious mm. and that, you know, he yeah. might be a good, because it's important, I think, to find male role models too. You know, it's like when it comes to mysticism, it's sometimes easier yes. for people to wrap their head around a woman um, and there's more permission to sort of dabble. But I was like, it's sometimes it's like this guy needs an, a male role model uh, yes. to kind of have a reflection, yes. you know, of what could be possible. Yes. So that's super cool. I'm glad we were a little yes. a sign, oh. signpost for you. Dude, and, and let me just say this too. Like, thanks for, I know you don't ask for this, but like, like thanks for showing up that day. Just because I realize, like, I'm, I'm kind of like reflecting even now in this moment. I'm like, yeah, yeah, real, real talk. Like, if I would have walked through the store and because I was always about, these signs i've always been about the signs and so it was like you in that moment the only reason i bought a tarot deck that day and said okay i'm at least gonna just dabble and dip my toes in was because of two things three really but it was number one it was your kindness like Mm. it instantaneously destroyed a stereotype in my mind right it's like oh if somebody's not a christian and they're into these other things they're gonna like scream at you and say hail satan all of a sudden you know what i mean like this is the silly programming that i had had in my head so number one you destroyed that stereotype number two i've been used to places of spirituality that really pushed pretty hard they're like you need to do this and like here's the step and you have to do it this way and so when you said hey man like you have your own connection. And so like, see if it works. If it doesn't work for you, then like go a different path. Like, but if it does work, like you cherish that gem, you take that diamond and you you keep it for you. And that allowed my heart to just be like, huh, I can just try something. Like I can just see if maybe this is for me. And because of that, I mean, that led me to where I am now, which I mean, I literally proclaim that I'm a mystic business strategist. Like Mm. it took me through Brandon's class of self mastery where all of this programming and and the kindness and love that came through Brandon and and the crew and this group just to be like, hey, like let's walk you in slowly. And bit by bit, it was almost like the layers of judgment and condemnation and guilt and shame of who I really was bit by bit was pulling off slowly and we were getting all the way back to that little boy again on the picnic table you know what I mean yeah Uh, and yeah I'll pause there Mm -hmm. that's so great to hear it's it's just really neat and that's why I wanted you as one of our first guests because you were still you know in the midst of this yes uh, revealment of yourself very much you know you're not so far removed where it's comfortable fully yet which is what makes right. an interesting conversation right. <laughs> yes it's still like we're still working it I'm, i was saying today i was like what how can i frame this i'm like i am in process i'm work yeah. i'm a work in process right now yeah. and i'm loving it though i'm That's loving so cool. it cool yeah what so what sort of mystical practices have you adopted you know as part <gasps> yes. of this and then my yes. follow-up question to that is um do you share any of this with your kids Oh, such a good question. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to get so many text messages after this part. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So do I, how do I integrate, you know, those practices? So number one, so yeah. So I went home that day and I grabbed the tarot deck and I hid. I literally hid in the bedroom while my wife and kids were out. And I was like, daddy's got to go to the bathroom. And I <laughs> hid in my bedroom. And I literally, I was like, okay. And I grabbed, you know, what was it? The you know, the ultimate guide to the Rider Waite tarot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I went in the back and I grabbed, you know, like one of the first, you know, uh, you know, spreads and oops, and I, I, I do the spread and 
literally I start asking for just divine guidance. And I said, all right, I was like, God, I'm going to use this tool because I know you or I have this connection I think I have with you. So I'm going to go ahead and use this tool. I want you to speak through this right now. And the first freaking thing I start dealing, I, I look back and go, oh my gosh, like this, this can't be true. Like this is so spot on. I read the book and I start crying. Like, I'm just like, what? Like you're talking to me again? Like, what? Like, how is this possible? And literally back to, you know, Tony Robbins, my mind was like, he didn't say Jesus. This can't be possible. Tarot deck. It didn't say Jesus. This, in fact, this is divination <laughs> in the Bible and I'm supposed to go to hell for this. You know what I mean? And I'm like in this moment and I go back to this, I keep going back to this and it's I, the feeling I felt in that pure moment when I first had that encounter is exactly the same encounter I had while reading tarot for myself. Mm. And obviously we hear this, like I was that guy who watched movies and you see people doing tarot and you're like the Hollywood version of it. And it's always the devil card and it's always this bad stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here being like, this stuff is amazing. Mm. Like this is not at all what people said it was. And here I was a pastor for over a decade, travel speaking, doing all these experiences. And here I was being like, this is so awesome. So I keep doing it for myself, uh, Kelly. And all of a sudden, I'm with one of my friends. He's a, um, a kind of a celebrity musician. And he tells me that we came from the same place, same church, everything, this big church that we're both at. We both kind of exited in our own way. And he goes, bro, what are you into? We need to meet. All places, we find this coffee shop called The Alchemist. And mm -hmm. happened to be, I read the book, The Alchemist. And by the way, if you're listening to this, to this right now, and like, maybe there's this, you're, you're anywhere like where I was, and you're like searching for this thing. The Alchemist was my first book. Yeah, it's a good one. Talk mm -hmm. to, yeah, yeah. Do you want to well, jump we, in? We it? actually yeah. had a passage from that book read when Brandon and I got married, because we don't do <gasps> scripture, right? So we had yes. a passage about love read. So that's been a really purposeful oh. book. And we sell it. We will always sell it in our, in our store the like that book right there just opened just so just opened my heart and so anyways full circle we're at this coffee shop called the alchemist my buddy is like bro what are you into he's like you're into something i can tell and i was like what are you into so he starts sharing the same type of stuff like mm. i'm into alchemy i'm into energy work and chakra and i was like chakra you know like are we sure like this is okay. he's like he's like yeah so we're like whispering and he goes what else and i was like tarot I'm like, I'm like, and he goes what and he goes speak up and i'm like tarot and he goes what and i said like, it's tarot and i'm like oh my gosh I can't believe I that. <laughs> and he's like do you have it in your backpack right now and i was like yeah and he goes get it out and i was like no we're in a public place bro like, this is just for me <laughs> and he goes get it out dog and i was like fine so he goes go ahead i was like bro i'm not good at this yet and he goes dude just do it so I do a spread and he goes, all right. And girl, back when I was 18, when I was with those group of guys who would say, all right, Nate, close your eyes and just talk. I had it synced up. Yeah. I realized I was that, that moment was training for what yeah. I was doing now. It's no different. Whether yeah, I was standing in front of somebody with no deck and, and quote unquote prophesying, or I had a deck in front of me and I was channeling what spirit was saying at any rate, I was hearing what the divine was saying for the betterment mm -hmm. of that person walking their divine purpose. So I share what I say or share what I'm, what I'm hearing. And he's like, bruh, how did you know that? Like, that's nuts. I'm like, what? This works? I like, that. I was like, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, this is just for me. And he goes, bro, that was crazy. How'd you, you're really good at this, dude. And he starts just, and he starts sharing all this life experience. Like I ain't told nobody this and that was crazy. It's so cool. Interesting. And so we're walking out, <laughs> we're walking away. And he turns around, he's about to his car. And I said, all right, bro, we'll see you later. And he turns around and he goes into this, like, you ever seen somebody kind of go in that channel mode where their eyes kind of just kind of set and they just start saying something and you know the energy around that it's divine, something's happening. And he goes, there's these two girls we know in the music industry, behind closed doors, only certain celebrities even get invited in. They do tarot, energy work, potions, a bunch of different things. Some would call them a witch. Um, I'm just here to tell you, bro, like, that's where you're heading. And I know it. This is, mm. this is who you are. And I start crying, Kelly, because like, in my gut of gut, I knew mm. this is me. I knew yeah. it. I knew it when I was 13, when I looked at Wicca for the first time. I knew I was 13, when my grandma told me about Buddhism. I knew, I knew the whole freaking time at my core, in my gut, that I knew it. But it was my head that was trying to get in the way. So yeah. since then, literally, 
I deal tarot under the table. Now, <laughs> now it's not a surprise. I've been dealing tarot for, shoot, the last four months under the table, getting divine inspiration and guidance for my clients. And I've ministered to pastors. Somebody hears that, they're going to go crazy on that one. But they literally come out of those sessions going, Nate, that was the most inspirational, mm. beautiful thing I've ever heard from spirit. Like, and they would say the Holy Spirit from God. And I just would smile and I'm like, yeah, me too, man. Mm. And all of a sudden I started realizing, whoa, being a mystic, this integration of all the things, the integration yeah. of these moments I've had, the integration of these different tools. And now I'm not, I don't have all this programming around the tools. I realized that like, right. you know, spirit is in all things. Like everything's enchanted, man. And yeah. you ask the question, you're like, so how, how has that gone? Well, now I claim I'm a mystic business strategist and I'm sitting in my room and my, my daughter, literally just a few weeks ago, she goes, daddy, what are these cards? And I was like, oh shoot. I was like, you're not supposed to see that yet. Like, I'm not ready for this conversation. And then you're <laughs> think this and like, are we, you know, and I just chilled out for a second. I was like, dude, why are you so worried? Like, this is a part of who you are. At least this is part of your process right now. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Is it not? Like, what's the, what's the motive? What's the heart of it? Oh, mm -hmm. I was like, it's beautiful. So I start showing her and I do a spread, my first spread for Willow. And uh, I call her my little star. She's mm. this, she's, she has a calling to be this star on stage and sing and dance and creative and all this thing. And at a very global level on my, that's what I believe. And sure enough, I get the star card. Oh, my favorite card. And in that moment, I got to tell her mm. who she is. And I was using the gift again, but for my daughter. Oh, that's so nice. And since then, yeah, I mean, literally I got to tell her about the cosmology that I learned in self-mastery with Brandon of like how everything's enchanted by spirit, that there's this great divide that happened that didn't need to happen, but it did. And here we are and everything is beautiful. Everything is one, everything is connected. Mm. And now, you know, at first Quinn was like, Nate, I trust you, man. But like, dude, don't be bringing those spirits in this house. Don't be doing some crazy stuff that bring, you know, like her programming, right. everything going on. And then one day, one day she pops up and she's like, what do you know about crystals? And I was like, <laughs> now I was like, mm, I'm good with tarot, but I don't know about the crystals yet. Like I was so just, again, the program came back. <laughs> and so we start talking about it and long, lo and behold, all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I, I think, I think you should, um, I got these crystals and she's like, Hey, you know, uh, why, why don't you do a reading for me? I said, mm. what? She's like, why don't you do a reading for me? And I was like, are you serious? Like you'd let me do that. And she's like, yeah, of course. And, uh, we were, we were literally on our anniversary and she goes, go ahead, bust it out. And we were at Disney <laughs> world, actually. It's like our favorite place in the whole world. And we were on our anniversary and we were asking for direction, um, about our future, uh, future child. And we had gone through a loss uh, pretty recently and mm. we're like, you know, what is, what's happening and the pain and all these things we went through and like, what is, and because of that tarot moment, we both were, cause we were questioning it and we both had opinions and all this and the cards don't lie, man. So we just said, all right, mm. spirit, show us the truth. Give us stuff. And Kelly, it was one of the most beautiful moments. My wife, we took a picture of the moment and just oh. said, wow, like, could it be that there is a God or the creator universe energy, whatever you call it, universe collective, all that loves us so stinking much. It's not offended by what name we call him, her, it, whatever, but just genuinely loves us and wants to be connected to us and guide us in this journey to being mm -hmm. ourselves, which I, I would say is to become a mystic. You know what I mean? An yeah. integrator of all things. So yeah. Wow, I think that's a great place to end. Same. That's Same. just so perfect. Thank <laughs> you just so much for sharing your story and being so open and vulnerable. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School. 